0: Well, we have been sitting here for like 10 minutes trying to (laughs) record an ad. And um, something we know about our beautiful Dr. Melody is she's really bad at ads. And I hate them. (laughs) She hates them. That's a strong word. (laughs) Yes, it's a very strong word. We we don't sell anything. We wonder why we're not like, you know, selling product. (laughs) But it's not the product's fault. The (laughs) product is good. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yes. The ads, you know. Well, you just think of all that I go through when my life was filled with shame, and it took supernatural deliverance to get delivered from shame, fear, and control. I am teased constantly on all these podcasts. Aren't you glad? You're set free. Oh, praise God I'm set free. <laughs> I don't know how I would handle this.
0: I'm really
2: <laughs> testing the validity of the miraculous being set free with my teasing.
0: He wants to make sure you're free. Oh. Is that okay. what you're saying? Oh, yeah. I
1: see. Yes.
0: <laughs> so you're welcome, what he's saying. You're welcome for, he's making sure. All right. This is getting out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to talk to you about this course that we have called Double Honor Uprooting Shame in Your Life, which is taught by Dr. Melody. And it is um, her process, her journey of going through years and years of shame. That's why she can sit here today and listen to us, (laughs) tease her mercilessly. And she does not feel shame or condemnation. But um, it's a really, it really is an awesome course. Um, It's got video lessons of her teaching. Uh, You get her book along with the course and there's activations and assignments for how to walk out what she's um, teaching because she, you want other people to experience the same freedom you have, right? So that you can be teased too. Yes. So that you too can survive a family gathering.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, if you... Uh, sign up for our gold member Patreon account. <laughs> You'll get a full hour of teasing from me.
0: Oh. <laughs> if you will sign up for that, I will create a gold level Patreon or whatever <laughs> that, that means. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for now. Okay,
2: we're just spitballing. We're brainstorming, uh-huh. so that's not part of the package. Not
0: not yet. But let me know if you want that. <laughs> For now, we would just love you to check out this course. Um, it, you can find it at classes.givinglight.org. And because we love our listeners so much, you can use the code LIFEEXCHANGE at checkout and you'll get 20% off uh, that course or any of the other courses you find there. So this
1: was our attempt at an ad read. And you can cut this off, which they probably will, and you will not know that this has been cut off. But in Isaiah 61, it says, instead of shame, you'll have double portion. And instead of disgrace, you'll have double inheritance. And I'm sitting here with two amazing people that I love. And this is a part of my double inheritance. Oh, that's so beautiful. (laughs) Well,
0: I think you got a good mix of the three of us in this um, attempt at an ad. But again, class- well, I don't
2: want to say she ruined a good time because she used the scripture verse. Like, I shouldn't
0: say that, but
2: we were having such a good time. And then she's like, how can I make this as serious
0: as possible? It's a good representative of the podcast, I'd say. Of the
2: podcast. If you're expecting funny from this course, probably not. <laughs>
0: That's true. But, but it's, you know. It's good. It's good stuff. Yes, it is. It's good hey, stuff. Hey, if you
2: want deliverance, this is the course yeah. for you. If you're looking from a good time, shame this is, is not, not the course for you. Shame is not
0: fun stuff. So <laughs> It's not fun stuff. No. So if you want free well, of it freedom, so you can have fun. fun stuff, <laughs> then this is the course for you. Well... Um, I have to leave you the call to action one more time. Oh, yeah, one yeah. more time. Uh, you can find that course at <laughs> classes.givinglight.org and use code LIFEXCHANGE at tech checkout for 20% off.
1: 20%? Hi, I'm Melody Hilton.
2: And I'm Joel Hilton.
1: And I'm Katie Stansfield.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Life Exchange. And today we are going to talk. Um, about doing stuff when you don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So I know for me, um, which
2: I tell my kids is part of life. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't like getting wet just as a general, like I don't like being rained on. I water parks are a nightmare to me. So people always ask, well, do you shower? And I go, sometimes you got to do stuff you don't want to do.
2: <laughs> so you don't like to be wet at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, not. Nah, it's just not my favorite. So I get Don't it.
2: tell the kids because I could see Maxwell like filling up balloons or something.
0: I won't. They already, I told them, they know I don't like the sound of somebody chewing. And so they <laughs> will intentionally just chew it right in my ear. I gave Well, you opened the door for that I did. I gave Layla some milk duds on Sunday and the girl was going wild, just chomping that caramel right in my ear. And I said, I'm never going to give you candy again if you don't stop.
2: She's in a very much, how can I put it, like harassing stage, like (laughs) pushing the limits. And so I just, the other day I was just talking to her about it. I just said, this whole thing about um, harassing, I said, I invented that. And if you want to play this game, I can play this game. But I don't think you like how the game goes. Well,
0: I started <laughs> pinching her because she wouldn't stop. And um, I said, if you keep doing it, I'm going to keep pinching you. So. Well, I will say
2: she doesn't harass me. <laughs> she <laughs> harasses her other brothers. people. But then it affects me. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> Yes.
2: She's on this thing where she's attacking her mother. Oh. It's attacking in the sense of like tickling and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was like attacking. My yeah. Goodness. <laughs> so, and then the dog gets riled up and then I got to get up it's a whole and... whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing.
0: <laughs> so what are we
2: talking about today? Oh, yes. Doing, doing things... Doing stuff do-
0: you don't necessarily <laughs> want to do. Well, uh, uh, Layla and
2: I were we were walking somewhere and she said something about not being fair. And I said, what have we learned about this word fair?
1: <laughs> they, so what have you learned? Oh, what has she fair. learned about the word fair?
2: It doesn't exist.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> life it's is true.
1: not fair.
2: Like uh, the way I explained it to them before, I don't know if I've ever brought it up, but like fair isn't necessarily a scriptural truth. Good and just is. Mm-hmm. But fair isn't like, well, God treats everyone equally. I believe God loves everyone equally, but He gives gifts to ones and doesn't give gifts to others. He it's by His discretion. So I don't know if fair is a fair is a really good It's not really a biblical truth. I know that we so when
1: I say it's not fair that I can't sing.
2: You're gonna have to take that up with the <laughs> Lord. I mean,
1: <laughs> tough. I don't know. I've never said that, but it made me think of it. as like, but every that's vocal a gift teacher says
2: get. everyone can sing, but they're just not trained. Yeah. <laughs> and but they also make money by training yeah, people. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> just keep coming. I went to voice lessons. And and. <laughs> um. One, said, time, quit your day job, one, <laughs> one time, because he was a professional, you know, and so one he time says. he was giving me the instructions of the whole thing. And I made one sound and he just got so excited because it was so good. Mm. That's probably once in my lifetime.
2: He's like, that was amazing. Sign up for another. Was that your last week. lesson?
1: <laughs> Did you stop going after that? You're like, I've done it. Well, that's when we were in Bible school. See, if we were going to be in ministry, I either had to sing or play the piano, because oh, that oh. was like a part of know that being the, the wife's responsibility. The standards
2: yeah. were lower in the seventies. <laughs> no,
1: and, and so I thought, well, I ought to, you know, I ought to learn to sing. And Stephen went with me, and um, you know, because I wasn't going to take time to learn to play the piano. And, but the fact was, I learned, hey, I've been in ministry all these years and I still can't sing or play the piano. So <laughs> I guess God gave me what I needed to have. You got other gifts. I got got other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so life isn't fair. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's not. It's fair it doesn't exist.
2: Well, I don't want to. Well, well that I guess is what it, you said. Yeah, it doesn't. It, I said it doesn't exist in this family. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, your kids on Sunday, I was teaching the children's church and um, I said something like, oh, I know why. But I said something like, if you start complaining to me, that's like a surefire way you're not going to get. And Maxwell goes, oh, we don't, you don't even try that in my family.
2: <laughs> it just energizes me to resist <laughs> you even more. So I mean, I look at it quickly. like, I can't treat my kids fairly. I can treat them with goodness and kindness and justice, but, like, I have to train Aiden differently than Mm -hmm. I have to train Leila. I have to treat my youngest son differently because he's a different person. Yeah. So, like, I don't think of it as fairness, like, in the sense of, like, everybody equally gets the same... I don't want to say attention because they all get attention, but it's just manifested differently. So if you're looking for um, everything exactly equal, I don't... I mean, like, you can look at it in scripture. It's just... You
0: can't find it.
2: Yeah. At least that's Are we changing
0: the topic for today? Yes, (laughs) we are.
2: We are, because I'm passionate about this, about that life isn't fair. (laughs) It's not fair. And then we're going to talk about anger issues and... uh, (laughs)
0: I'll just let you keep going if you want to.
2: <laughs> Do we really want this to be a rant or? Uh... No, I said my piece.
0: All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's not. And I, my sisters, when they were small, they used to like, you know, be throwing a fit about something. I go, life's hard sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, yep. I was not the most uh, empathetic <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of uh, the siblings, but. Well, I don't know. I
2: probably told you guys, but I don't know if I said it on the podcast. And I probably have to clarify when I say this, because some of you might be horrified, but Maxwell got hurt, hurt his finger. Oh, we oh thought yeah. it was broken, blah, 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 yada, yada. He comes out like basically the urgent care said it wasn't broken, but then they sent it to her, uh, the person that actually checks that out. And then they said it. they thought it was broken. So long story. So he comes out and he's like, dad. Dad, they said it was broken. I said, well, that's great news. And he's like, what? What? I was like, well, now we know we can get it fixed. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I didn't think of it in that way. <laughs> you like the shock factor. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I so I'm not saying it's great that you broke it. I'm saying it's great that we know yeah. that it's broken,
0: that we can... But I still don't think it was broken. Does he... He didn't have the thing on his finger on Sunday, did he? No. He, he's done with it.
2: Uh, <laughs> because they took... Basically the last x-ray that they took it wasn't very clear so they assumed it was broken. Oh. They they weren't it wasn't definitive. So and then when they took the x-ray again later on like 2 weeks later you didn't see any like yeah anything wrong it looked like a perfectly good bone. So I mean I've got crooked pinkies cuz apparently yeah. I broke them at some point so yeah, Maxwell was like, "Oh my word, my my uh, finger!" I was like, "I got an X-ray that I could show you. <laughs> oh
0: <my>
2: gosh, <laughs> it's got jewelry in it."
0: <laughs> All right, let's let's go. Oh no, this is great. Let's keep here. this going.
2: So, uh, how long can I prolong <laughs> getting to the point? Mm-hmm. That needs to be my new. Thing in this podcast
0: Really? You really want to do that? Yeah, you and then be, be like forever? We had these
2: questions <laughs> or we had these topics But I derailed <laughs> everything
0: That's your villain <laughs> um, tactic Yes, it's my power <laughs> It's my power
1: <laughs> Then this will be the Christian comedic hour, right? Yep <laughs> We'll see how
2: long we keep this podcast going on if it turns into that. Mom's like, I don't got time for this. (laughs) I don't got time for this comedy.
0: Life exchange becomes one less. (laughs) All right, fine. I surrender. I was going to say, I'll just stop talking and then we'll see what happens. (laughs) All right.
1: So, our first question.
0: Our first question is, um, talk about, or it's not a, it's a, it's a topic. Talk about, yes. Talk about, um, what to do if you are in a place that you feel like God has called you like locationally, um, and you do not love that place. Maybe it's your job that has led you there. Uh, maybe it's family that has led you there, but you feel like you need to be there. Like, not just like in an obligatory sense, but you feel like, God has you there. God has for a, a reason. purpose, a yeah. reason, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but you are not in love with that place. What what do we do in that in that instance? I know. Do you want me to start? Yeah, start. Okay. For me, I grew up in this area. I was born and raised in the same little tiny area um, that I still live in. And I know at some point, a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago, I just felt like Um, God started convicting me and saying that I was not a very good neighbor in my community, even though I have lived here my entire life. I didn't, I didn't go to school here. I didn't, wasn't really connected with my local community. It's not like I didn't want to be here, but I just didn't, I just didn't feel a need to be connected to it. Um, and so God kind of started speaking that to me. So I started to make steps in getting to know my community, um, better, but as I did that, then I started to... Love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I started to see value and see things I didn't see before. And um, so I guess that's the very short answer is... So when you got out of your own bubble, yeah, like you
2: were given an
0: opportunity to
2: have affection for something yeah. that you didn't have before. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It always bothered me to hear kids, and I think this is everywhere, but kids that are in high school, they're like, what do you want to do? I just want to get out of here. (laughs) Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I just want to get out of here because there's just this thinking that somewhere else is better. Um, But I think everywhere has, you know, something good. And so, especially if you feel like God has called you there, um, okay, what are the steps I can take to actually get to know this community that I'm in uh, instead of like sitting protected from it uh, in my own little world? I will also add that
2: I believe your calling on your life is, is, I don't, eternal isn't the word, but it's like, as long as you're here on earth, that's a part of who you are. But that might not necessarily mean geographic place. It's like something that's on your life, but it doesn't necessarily mean a place or doesn't necessarily... It can, but it doesn't always have to be. Like yeah. uh, the 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 anointings that I have on my life don't always have to be pigeonholed into this particular thing, um, this particular setting. Um, At least that's my opinion on it.
0: Yeah, I know for me, and Mama, maybe you can speak to this a little bit, but for me, when God called me into ministry, um, I felt like the serious weight of that, not in a negative pressure way, but I felt um, the seriousness of that. And so I said to the Lord, I said, God, I will plant my heart in this ground. And unless you dig it up, I am planted. And that has kept me because by nature, I'm a bit of an adventurer. I'm like, I want to see the world. I I think I could find something good everywhere. I think I could find a life anywhere. Um, but it was that commitment that I made to the Lord that has Kept me in moments where it would have been easier, or even in my own dreams. Not because anything was negative, but because I just see that I could be anywhere. Um, it was that commitment that kind of kept me grounded. And then I had a choice when I was not liking <laughs> my community, when I was not loving, when I when I saw other options somewhere else. Um, to say, "Okay, God, I've made a commitment." I did come to realize. Or, um, I don't know, you know, when I made that commitment to the Lord, I said, when you dig my heart up, then I, you know, then I will feel released. But through time, I have um, determined that if I made that choice to go elsewhere, I don't think that would be the end of my calling, um, that I could take that with me. But there is that aspect of commitment that I made to the Lord that I have chosen um, even though I don't think it would be de- detrimental to my whole life and calling
2: yeah I'm, I'm a, I am ai was kind of like uh, like a reverse discovery of what you were saying like mm-hmm. for me it's like before yeah. my identity was wrapped up in location. place, location yeah. vocation um, and now I'm realizing that that calling is on my life and yeah, wherever yeah, yeah. that manifests itself is going to produce the fruit that yeah. that God desired for his kingdom, for my life, for mm-hmm. my family's life. So mine was a, a little reverse yeah. than yeah. What, what you went through. Yeah, Went through, that's probably not the right vocab, but sure. experience.
1: My journey. Your journey through. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one thing with you— Katie is without any solicitation, without it being a part of your thoughts, our thoughts, anyone's thoughts. Uh, A prophetic word came forward from somebody who did not know you, know you, and uh, from another country, and just spoke that, which was a shock to all of us. And I'm convinced for us as well, that god will do supernatural things uh encounters revelation whatever words you want to put to it where he gives us that affirmation because the fact is life isn't always fair is it (laughs) uh you face challenges and the the to have those things to hold on to those experiences those prophetic words those those things that were so genuinely by the Spirit of God, it, it gives you that strength and the stability to hold steady to your course and to be able to process through in your own soul, even when your brain and your flesh does not like something, when you know it's a thus saith the Lord. For us, we were in Kansas City, and uh, I just heard, put everything you have in storage, head south, and you'll end up in the Northeast. And I thought, that is stupid, and I just ignored that thought Stephen comes home from church, and he had his own little journey and story. But the bottom line is God spoke to him the same thing. Put all, everything you have in storage, head south, and you'll end up in the northeast. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that is like, you don't even think that way. And um, so long story short, we ended up here. Yeah. He was, he grew up in inner city, Kansas City. We met in uh, D.C. We were city people, and God sends us to a town of you know 1500 people ish and um and like we didn't want to be here and we were not even received here people didn't want us yeah. here and we were Oshlanders. we were outsiders and uh and and it was not pleasant it 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 was it was not fun and um but we had that to hold on to yeah. and that became you know that that anchor, because we knew that we knew what we experienced. There wasn't an ounce of us involved, but mm-hmm. that was the spirit of God. Well, and I just
0: kind of wanted to tag on to that. Um, and yes, uh, when when God speaks something that that really gives you that to hold on to, I think um, for for me the the calling was um, ministry and with giving light. But the locational part of it, I still, um, I believe that was more me than it was him. Um, and the more that I've learned about the character of God, I'm learning about the character of God, um, is that his loyal, his loyal love. Um, there's a, there's a Hebrew word, chesed, sorry, it's just what I've been studying, but I've learned about this, this love is that it's also, it's not just God humans one-to-one can experience or can, um, walk in this kind of loyal love, but it's the loyal love that is relationally committed to another. And that, that loyalty is so strong that it will keep you in a place. It's the kind of love that Ruth showed to Naomi um, that wasn't God said you have to stay. Naomi didn't say she had to stay. She chose to stay. And it was that loyalty that kept her with Naomi. It was her choice of relational commitment. And so sometimes I think it, you know, if God speaks it, yes. But sometimes I also think that there's, there's a relational choice that will keep you somewhere. Now, I also think that there are times when, um, when we can hold on to loyalty, thinking that it's connected to our calling. So like, for instance, like I'll, I'll say, well, I'm going to stay with you no matter what. And God says, um, I want you to go over here. <laughs> like Abraham, I want you to mm-hmm. leave your family and I want you to go over here. Um, and so that's when you have to kind of know the difference of, am I so connected to a place because I feel like I am I have to be here and my loyalty is to that Or is my loyalty to, um, you know, if he is with me here, then I'm here. But if he's called me somewhere else, Mm -hmm. then even my relational bond, even though that love is still there, even though that, that, that loyalty is still there, um, the location can look different. So, and I've seen that. I've seen that in people's lives where they were committed to a place and God said, Hey, Hey, I'm moving you somewhere else. And that is a heartbreaking, really hard thing. But recognizing that even when they left, the relational bond was still there. The loyalty Mm. was still there, even though God had transitioned them locationally somewhere else. So just wanted to bring that piece in because like, yes, there are times when God says you're there. But then there are also times like where out of relational commitment, you choose loyalty to And it's also
2: important to recognize that there is a big difference between calling and assignment. That calling is on your life. Mm -hmm. Right. It's on who you are. It's who you were created to be. And so sometimes we relate that to assignment and we can get stuck because I can only fulfill calling in this specific mm-hmm. environment, in this specific place. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's a really narrow way of looking at it, that the, the calling and anointings on my life, wherever I place my feet, mm-hmm. wherever I'm led by the Spirit, there's going to be the fruit of that. And so you have to be careful because... Even though, like, you can, something that was good for a time might not be right for the new season. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see that with the Israelites, the manna. Once they crossed over into the Jordan and they ate the fruit of the land, they never saw manna again. Yeah. Something that they depended upon for their their uh, nourishment, no longer there. And God's doing a new thing. Did God leave them or forsake them? No. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Their calling, their placement is still the same, but it's manifested. It looks very different now. And so if you get stuck and it has to look like this, mm-hmm. you're going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then that's where there's difficulty with who am I? <laughs> what am yeah. I called to? But if if you can recognize that there's a difference between calling and assignment. Some and why it's difficult is because there are times when they are um, for a season woven together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then there are times when they're not, but you have to be faithful in the season when they are like, we had a student here a long time ago and this person really, I mean, all the people that know us know who we're talking about because we've kind of talked about it. Uh, But there was a season where this person didn't want to be in the season that God had Mm them. And I remember sitting down and talking with them and saying, listen, I feel that you're going to be released to step into your new season when you don't want to leave. And that came true. Mm -hmm. When that person was actually launched into the new season that God had for them, they actually didn't want to leave. It was a good place. But at one point it was like, "Why am I in this wilderness?" And then when it was time for them to go, "Why are you making me leave?" <laughs> yeah. And so we have to uh, be sensitive to recognize that calling and anointing is on the the person, and in the right time it's on the assignment. But you have to recognize when that timing shifts. If you try to stay, the anointing is not going to be on the assignment. Mm-hmm. And that that's where it can get difficult.
1: I think what the difference is is this is who I am. This is being and then this is the doing. So if the doing becomes who we are, then it's not clear, you know, we're just going to we're going to be unhappy. We're we're not going to be a fit. Things are not going to go as we anticipate because our identity is in what we're doing or in that, that practical area or that place or that location. But if it's us being fully who we are, then what you said, Joel, it's like the assignment versus the calling. Who I am is who I'm called to be. My assignment is what I am doing.
2: And And I've talked about this before. We're called to do in Scripture, but we're also called to be. mm -hmm. And actually, Scripture talks more about what you're called to be than it is what you're called to do.
1: And when we know who we're called to be, then from that place is where we do, where we function.
2: And when you know what you're called to be, you'll have clarity in what you're called to do.
1: Right. Exactly. And so... Like when God spoke to us to come here, we did not want. It took it took years, and it was like about ten years later. And I, I was not happy being in this area all those years. But I knew it was God, so I didn't complain. But uh, after about ten years, the Lord spoke to me, and He said, "When will you marry this land?" Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't want to marry this <laughs> land. <laughs> I don't want to, I'm a city girl. I do not want to be out here. And, um, but we did, we made a covenant with the land and we literally took uh, that. But see what God wanted wasn't just us doing something. He wanted us to be. So for those 10 years, we were not fully being all that he called us to be because we would not connect and value where he even sent us. And uh I I think it's so because really it's we can't give this is what it is or this is what it isn't or this is what it's gonna look like, because I think it's so unique to who we are as individuals, how God calls and anoints and and appoints and assignments and all those other things. And uh even after being in the ministry for 20 years uh the lord tells me to start a business and you know he just interrupts our world and if if our heart is to honor him he will lead he will guide he will direct he will give confirmation he but the biggest thing through all these years that i look at uh is Journey, right? Okay, <laughs> is is the journey he has us on? Because the ultimate goal is for us to be conformed to the image of Christ, and from that place of being conformed to the image of Christ, then we begin to represent him well. And that's really what ministry is about. That's what callings about. That's what being a believer is about. That's uh, like you said, Joel, about you know be. Fully, how would you say it? You know, while you're in that assignment, fulfill that. I don't know how you said it, but it's like either as long the children of Israel, God was not pleased with them. He pl- provided the manna, mm-hmm. but boy, they almost all died in the wilderness. It was the ones who <laughs> allowed themselves to become uh, what. God wanted them to become so that He could take them into the promised land. So sometimes, in the midst of our wilderness, this place that we don't like, if we allow God to work on our heart, then that positions us for what He wants to do. And because the bottom line, when it's all said and done, it isn't about us anyway. Yeah. But He loves us so amazingly that if we abandon ourselves fully to Him, that he ultimately, we will see the desires of our heart manifested. And I know when we came here, we didn't want to be here, but I'm so glad my kids grew up in this area rather don't say it. Don't you dare say it. <laughs> oh, I wasn't gonna say Kansas City. Oh. That was a great place. I mean, it, no, it wasn't a great place. It was a great it was a great place, but where we were at in ministry at that time was not a great place. But uh
2: Man, you, I could have been living right by could, Arrowhead. Well you
1: were born there. You were born I was in born
2: in Arrowhead.
1: No, you weren't born in Arrowhead.
2: <laughs> wow. You were born
1: in Kansas City. <laughs> so it's in your roots, right? And, um, but Midwest is a beautiful place. I mean, it is, it, it, it's nice. Um, and it's hard to go from a place where everyone's so friendly. And then you come out and you're, you're <laughs> you're yeah. not welcome here. We don't want you here. You might as well leave. You'll never be accepted. So, I mean, we went through it in our own soul as well as, as. We were
2: in a pastor's meeting the other day and someone else, another pastor that probably been here for 10 years Brought that same thing up? Really? Yeah.
1: At this time, that
0: they
2: you'll never Not that they all. were
0: being like they attacked, neg- but negative. Like, but they're, you're they're, not a local until you've been here.
1: Oh, decades. okay.
2: Well, I don't even think there was a time limit on. I don't. <laughs> I think it was <laughs> like you'll never be a local. You'll never be.
1: Well, that was, that was one of our our things to begin to see that so you thing broken, so that we could have such diversity and beauty in this area. But all that to say is we are so loved by God. He knows exactly how to orchestrate our life. And if we are fully in the moment, giving our very best to the moment, um, then we are positioned for Him to take us to our next season. And it might be in the same place, but it might be a whole new level of experience. And I mean, I hated pastoring here for the first... 25 years for sure. The next 10 years were, no, the next five years were a little bit more difficult, but better. And, uh, but now I, I love, I love pastoring this place because it's not just. the church
2: that was at that point is not the church that we are now. exactly. Even the past two years or three years were not the same church that we were two years ago.
1: But see, that's the beauty of journey because in the process of us being conformed to the image of Christ we begin to lead and pastor and model in a different way that literally helps to reshape that culture so uh i mean there were so many things when we first went into the ministry i look back and i go how did you even call us we were so messed up we were so wounded i was so full of shame i was I mean, so full I was read mess. the bible he Pardon? he has
0: a track record of choosing
1: oh yes messy
0: people <laughs> I don't know if I need
2: to get my mind out of the gutter because you were like, I was so full of shame. I thought you were going to say something else. I was like, whoa. Okay, never mind. So full of what? Oh, shame. shame. Okay. All right. I repent, Lord. Cleanse, create in me a clean heart, Lord.
1: Renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away from your presence, okay. oh God. Well,
2: I don't know if it's that serious, but... Uh, uh, I
1: was
2: like, where are we going with this one?
1: But... uh but there were were times cuz cuz while i'm here i mean this was not my dream location yeah. that god sent us to and then man, God starts opening up the nations. And, you know, for 10 years, I was going to Africa every year for 20 years, going to, well, over 20 years, I'm so involved in Nicaragua, Nicaragua. but going to, going to nations, going to Europe, going all over the world, you know, that adventure. Yeah. And then I'd come back to this area and I'd go, I go, I can't stand these people. You know when you go when you go to Africa, you see worshipers. What are what's wrong with you guys? You know, <laughs> you know you go you go to Nicaragua, the the Hispanic communities or the Latino communities, and they're just so loving and they're so family and they're so this. And I come here and they're so <laughs> and so. It was like I I just began to, and this was after I made covenant with the land, right, and covenant with the people. And um, so I'm looking at this. And so what I was doing is I was so celebrating what was small portions of my life, where you're going as a guest minister. And I mean, that's a whole different ball game than being a pastor. And then you come back and, oh, well, that's just Melody or that's just this, you know, and that's just, and I don't like why she does this or whatever. And you're in the midst of all of that. And suddenly you stop valuing the treasure that you have. Yeah, And God just began to correct me. And he said, every place has good things in their culture and they have things that are not godly. Yeah. And in this place, you're looking at the things that are not godly rather than looking at the things that are good and are godly. Well, and
0: sometimes like the Israelites, we start to curse our manna. That's
1: exactly right. We
0: just we're complaining and we don't we're not seeing the goodness of Look God. Look at this
1: provision yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so the my mindset, my perspective needed to shift that say, you know what? There are things right here in this place that these other countries need these things and and you know vice versa because we all have a part we all have a piece but none of us have it all so if we just start focusing on what's wrong with the place or wrong with the people rather than the value and the beauty and the treasure and the good things that are here um and so man I repented it was like it it was about a 2 month process for me but in that two months, it totally shifted my mindset. And I still love going to different cultures and I celebrate them, but I come home and I celebrate yeah. what we have. And so many things are just perspective. God is working on us. So how, how do we start liking where we're at, loving where we're at, is just allow God's perspective to be formed in us. It's not my opinion that matters, it's his opinion. And in that place of obedience, he will honor us. We never were laid on a bill when we lived under poverty level. We had miracle after miracle after miracle. Almost died when I'm 27 and, you know, and just so many different stories and how God supernaturally moved. And, you know, just, you know, you can get married and say, why did I marry this person? Well, there's good in that person, and that's why you're with this person, and now you're starting seeing some other things. No, it's like, let's celebrate what we have.
2: Um, I was watching this um crime thing, and it was called Who Did I Marry? And well, they're not, right. they oh, <laughs> married a killer, but <laughs> oh no, so when said that, I was like, sometimes you don't know who you marry, I mean. <laughs> The body's buried in the basement. Oh, no. (laughs) That's bad.
1: (laughs) But, but, you know, so many things are perspective. And sometimes the things that we don't like are the very uh, things that we need to work in us what God wants to bring to life and the maturity he wants to bring. And uh, because... If we choose to honor God, there is nothing that He will withhold from us. We will lack in no good thing. And I, uh, and you guys, you guys know me. There is times where uh, we had to make, you know, I had encounters with the Lord and said the Lord spoke and said, "I want you to stop doing this." you know, something I did for 25 years and it dealt with people I loved and and commitment I made. And when God said that, I mean, I had this conversation for two hours where I was not arguing in an argumentative way, but challenging what I had heard. And, um, and when I submitted to that, and I did it righteously, I mean, it was all done godly. Um, but when I submitted to that, it was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't know what was on the other side of that obedience. Mm-hmm. And then recently, again, you know, maybe six months ago, the, the Lord spoke to me uh, something that I felt like it was almost like a betrayal. You know, I didn't want to betray somebody I love so much. And it wasn't a betrayal. God spoke, you know, and I and I knew that. And I began to be very aware of it over months. And finally, I just yielded. And I did it righteously. And I got to the other side of that. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, God. This is a whole new level of freedom and victory and joy and and release and calling and purpose. And so—
2: But that thing, you were committed for many years. Yeah. And that was the right thing? You stayed loyal for—
1: and Until I had—
2: uh, Thus saith the Lord. Until
1: I had, thus saith the Lord, an encounter.
2: Well, and, you probably had a few of them, but— The Lord had to increase the intensity too.
1: (laughs) And do you know what? That could very that could very well be. And but that's Good thing God is
2: patient because you tested it. You really tested his patience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, there was things that uh, when I say red flags, not because something was wrong, but like there was sensings that I had and and I would immediately deal with my soul. (laughs) Right. And, uh, and so you
2: realize, Hey, these are some things that are things where
1: God was saying, you know, this is taking place and there's going to be changes. And, um,
2: no, no change.
1: No, (laughs) you must stay. (laughs) And so it was, you know, we're all on this journey and God is so patient and he is so committed to us. And, But really, uh, now more than ever, uh, I don't know if I said this on another podcast. Did I say if I did? Either I'll repeat it or say you already said that. But it was about a month ago and I was just telling the father about all I wanna do is Lord, all I wanna hear, daughter, you did good. And I just heard, "I I want you. I just want you. And it just rocked me to the core. And I realized I spent 47 years of my salvation experience being a human doing rather than a human being. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life being a human being. Yeah. Now, will I do? Of course I will do. <laughs> <laughs> right? We, he didn't. I'm not just here to f- watch TV all day or something, right? Uh, uh, there's a call, there's a calling. But I am going to be, and that is my priority. And out of the being, there will be clarity in my doing. Because if my whole focus is doing, then that's my place of identity when it was never designed to be in what I do. It was designed to be in him. And so as I've always loved my father, but now I know that what he wants is me yeah, and that's it. And from that place, man, when you know you're just loved for who you are, it motivates you to want to do more because he doesn't love me because of what I do. He loves me because of who I am. And I was able to do that for other people. I just never could do it for myself. I didn't even have revelation that I wasn't doing it for myself until he spoke to me. I love encounters. One moment of revelation from God transforms us. It's awesome.
0: Those are things that, like, I think we know, like, as a team, if it's an area where you've had an encounter, just forget it. You're not going to talk me out of it. Or we go, <laughs> Until God, I have a she new... needs a new encounter, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. <laughs>
2: well, that was beautiful.
1: Was it beautiful?
2: Yeah, I was just trying to bes- say the things that, that you guys do. No. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> No, that that was like this edge of sarcasm is. well. Did, it didn't
0: <laughs> sound sarcastic.
2: It wasn't sarcastic. it was sarcastic tone. Well, you don't <laughs> well, say those Well, I those joke things. with you because like how you talk to people sometimes, it's so loving and caring. And I'm like, how? How does this person communicate? I heard, heard it.
0: When you just did that, I was like that. He was making I a was choice. I tapping into. yes. To the mama anointing. To carry.
2: <laughs> so I'm learning to hide my sarcasm better. <laughs> is what you're saying? Actually, I enjoy not having specific questions because I always felt this pressure to like um, answer them. And so we could have talked right. about anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we did.
2: Yeah. Well, there <laughs> is. I mean, part of this topic that we didn't really hit that I think would we'll, would be good to talk about is. How can you develop a heart for a community when you don't feel connected? Mm -hmm. And so these were a couple of things that um, I thought of that might help someone (laughs) that might be feeling those things. So I I think the simple answer is love God and love the things he loves. Mm -hmm. So as you love God, he changes your heart. You know, he gives you new eyes to see, uh, gives you ears to hear. Now, as you are transformed into his image, you're going to see how he sees. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not feeling the love, well, connect with love and allow and be open to his voice and his leading um, and trust what he says. Um, The other thing was that I wanted to add to this topic is many people desire connection without putting the work in to make connection work. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, wow, I don't feel connected. Well, what are you doing to make that work?
1: Wow, that's really good.
2: Like I'm not this super social person and and I've talked about this before, but I was feeling like this need, like I'm not having connection. Well, I had to do some things different that fostered connection. Mm. And if I wasn't willing to do it, it wasn't going to happen. And so sometimes you have to get out of your bubble, out of your comfort zone, and do the work of connection. Because connection, it takes two parties. If you're just waiting, you know, mm-hmm. you know like the 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 charger for the, the 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 iMac or like the Apple products, like there's a magnet in it. And we think, well, if we just get close enough, we'll just get sucked into it. Yeah. But that's not how it works. You have to be intentional and you have to purpose to connect with one another. Uh, The other thing that I was thinking of, and the first part is for Katie. I want to preface that uh, so I don't get preached. I
0: was thinking, man, he's speaking my language right now. Yeah, I was like,
2: I don't want to (laughs) get preached to after this. So uh, to avoid that, feelings matter. Okay, so I'm adding that. Feelings (laughs) matter. And I'm joking right now. So feelings Mm. matter, but they can't become my rudder. Yeah. Mm. All right. So they are important. You can't. Uh, ignore them and push them because they're going to explode everywhere and b- make <laughs> yeah. a mess. So they matter. They have some value, but they can't be the my rudder. They can't mm-hmm. determine where I go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those were a few things that I thought of.
1: You yeah. make such wisdom funny.
2: I make such wisdom funny.
1: Yeah, like you just said a lot of funny things when you were talking you there, but it was something it deep. was all seated well, in I've wisdom. Learned
2: because. I've been known to say things directly. Oh. <laughs> and so if you add a little bit of funny in there,
0: that's the, a spoonful that's of sugar the helps medicine go down. down. That's why they say comedians can address any topic because it. like... If they get
2: you laughing. Yep, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm a comedian though.
1: No. No,
0: but I mean, touching the... I just
2: point out the obvious stuff. <laughs> And people are just funny to to me. Yeah, yeah. Like when we went to see a comedian and it was was in a big arena. And I was like, one of my favorite parts was just watching Watching. people. Because when you're in such a big arena, like you can really watch people and it's not weird because there's just so many. And they're not knowing that. So you got to be careful if someone... I can't together like break that real quick. Break break it real quick. But I was like, man, people are funny. They are. <laughs> They're quite entertaining. Yes. And so I just point out those things with with you guys. And yeah, uh,
1: yeah, you do. And I don't have a problem making fun of myself. Well, you're not making fun of. You're just being funny. Well, I'm not laughing at
2: you. I'm laughing with you.
1: Oh, even if I'm not laughing. <laughs> well. <laughs> in the spirit? I in don't know. spirit? In spirit, in truth? I
2: don't know.
0: Well, I had a couple yeah. tags as well. One, um, I think praying for your community is really important. And that's yeah. kind of, you know, you talked about connecting with the heart of God. That is a big way of how we do that is to pray um, because God actually shifts our hearts. And praying, I think a lot of times we think praying is just um, communicating our <laughs> thoughts and emotions to god but um prayer really should be speaking what he says as well speaking what his heart over a place and so just praying like god i pray the very best for this community i pray for it to succeed and um you know you see the prayers throughout the bible you know the lord's prayer the um, the prayer of blessing, you know, God bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you. Like, just pray blessing over your community um, because it really does have the power to shift um, your own heart towards a place. Um, another thing I would say is get to know your neighbors, uh, whether they're your immediate next door neighbors or people in your community, and love. I think God makes it pretty simple, pretty clear. Love your neighbor. Um, and I love that he uses the word neighbor because it, it speaks to our, it's not, it's not just love people in general. It's love the people that are around you. Um, And so I think that's really a key in that is just to actually get to know your neighbors. um, And find what is good about them Mm -hmm. and find what matters to them and find the things that they're interested in. And you're just going to develop. It doesn't mean they have to be your best. They're going to be your best friends. Um, but it's going to change your heart towards the community when you actually know the people you're in community with. Uh, and then the last thing is I've just been, um, I've been studying the book of Jonah a bit and just seeing, some things in Jonah um, that, you know, Jonah did not love the community of Nineveh. He in fact had very strong negative feelings about the land that God had called him to. Um, And Jonah ran from it But even when Jonah went and obeyed after the fish situation and he went back to Nineveh, um, even then he did not have a heart for Nineveh. Um, In fact, he said, God, I know that you are a God who is gracious. I know your character for those people and I don't agree with it. And so he still had a heart against the people God had called him to reach. Um, and I think if we're in a place that God has called us and we don't change our heart to mm-hmm. God's heart, mm-hmm. um, we are anti, <laughs> we are being an, an anti version of who he has created us to be. Um, and so some of it is God, I choose your attitude towards these people. Yep. Uh, I choose your heart. I know that you are a gracious God. I know that you are compassionate. I know you're slow to anger. And so seeing who he is and saying, God, I, I want to be like you help me to be gracious to these people. Um, you know, sometimes we go in a community and we go, Oh, there's so much sin. There's so much evil in our community. Um, and maybe that's the case, like it was in Nineveh. Um, but if we don't see God's heart, Mm -hmm. that is to save and to love and Mm -hmm. to be merciful towards those people, then we're just going to start speaking. Oh, they're sinful. They're, we're going to start proclaiming their Sins and their shortcomings rather than proclaiming the heart of God like Jonah was called to do. So, so good. Sometimes it's making a choice to say what God says about a community. Amen. That was beautiful. It was. It was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: yeah. Yeah. There was something else I wanted to say, but it's kind of trying to grab it, trying oh, to reach yeah. for it again. I
0: had a few of those moments today.
2: Um, you yeah. well, um, I don't know if, well, probably you don't know this because I haven't talked about it, but Layla started playing volleyball and, <clears throat> and so I'll, not that I know anything about volleyball per se, but I've been coaching her like, because she knows nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So I've just been helping her working with her, uh, just certain things. Like when I watch the game, like things that she can work on and stuff like that. And so, in the beginning, a lot of like when I would be working with her, if something happened, she would hit it in a fly the opposite direction or like whatever it was. She, she was full of excuses yeah. and it was just really bothering me. And and then I brought it up and she's like, oh, I'm just giving you the reason why. Okay. Yeah. And so I I basically said, okay, you're allowed to give me the reason why, but it must also be with a solution for it so this is why it happened, but this is what I can do to remedy that, and so I think a lot of times if we're in a community and we're only seeing the negative things mm-hmm. and we or we have an excuse why we're not connecting or this and that, okay, that may, may be all true, but what can you do yeah. to bring a remedy? What? How can you position yourself for connection? How? What can you do to bring the end result that you're hoping for. Yeah. And so I think in that in that situation with training Layla and being her, her coach or whatever, you know, I think that's true in a lot of different ways. Like if all you're doing, okay. Now I'm saying this with the caveat that there are some places that are abusive. There are some bad places, but if all you can see is the negative, it might mean that you have the issue. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like there's things within you that you're always seeing the negative. Mm -hmm. Actually, Scripture talks about it. It uses the word malcontent, basically unable to see the good in a situation, always finding the the negative angle of it. And actually, Scripture has some pretty harsh words about it. I'm not going to tell you what they are because (laughs) you can go look at it yourself. But the word is malcontent. Wow. So... I'm just bringing balance to because I feel like sometimes we can be so nitpicky and 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 just looking at everything that's wrong, and and maybe the issue is within us, yeah, within our view of life or a view of people or uh not being content, unable to finding the good in things. Now, do I always think it's always great to? See the positive in everything. I think there is value to that, but if you're always seeing the positive something and you can't recognize what is negative, you'll never fix it either. So the balance of that. But anyways, I was saying Not all denial. that. Denial. Yeah, Not you can't live in reality. denial and be like every everything's good. No, actually, it's pretty <laughs> bad. Like, can we just admit that and then we can move on from that? Yeah. But. Yeah, if you're in a community and you, if someone says, write down two things that you see that are positive and you are unable to do it, I would say that there's probably more going on. Now, with the caveat, there are some places that are abusive, are, you know. But like you even said with Nineveh, that that was a pretty um, unjust place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're saying be a thermostat, not a thermometer. You know, I love how
2: you <laughs> take what I say and then you just put it in. W- you one... usually
0: do that with us.
2: <laughs> okay. The the humor. We oh. miss that. Miss oh, the... that's we... <laughs> what
0: you were saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, usually you're the one that does that. I know. That's what I'm
2: saying. Thank you for yeah. a... Now I know what it feels like. That feels awesome. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Now I know what it feels like to experience me.
0: Oh, gosh. I just had the urge to take a rubber band and and shoot it at your forehead.
2: (laughs) If you're unsure if I'm being sarcastic in these things and you're concerned for my soul, feel free to reach out and uh, I can clarify anything. (laughs)
0: But yes, yeah, so
2: yes. <laughs> if 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 there's a bunch of excuses, you have to also, like I told Layla, you have to come with um, a solution, a solution yeah. for it.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm such an eternal optimist that no matter where I'm, like we can find the good here. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, we have conversations where I'll be like, y- you know, Katie. There could be a potential that there are evil people. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
0: there yeah. definitely are. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also good <laughs> ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not saying I'm focusing on that, but I'm saying that can't, there is a reality of that. <laughs> yes. Mom's silent. She's like... Oh, I'm just done. thinking
1: there's probably a reason why they're evil. Why they yeah. do evil things. So... Hmm. Not that it's okay, but, I don't know, the way my brain works. Like, what took place that caused? Yeah, that God had them to that place.
0: Yeah. You still don't let your kids hang around them. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> oh, and it doesn't mean that you're responsible for yeah. them, or it's not that there aren't consequences to actions, and there should be. Yeah. And, um yeah. But. So
2: you're saying that they should be locked away but we shouldn't throw away the key. <laughs> kind of thing.
1: Um I am not all-knowing, so I'm not um I mean when someone's actions are evil, then there are consequences to those actions and that's that's righteous and that's just uh but I I can't make an assumption of Why they're at that place. Sometimes you ever hear somebody does something crazy, and then when you find out some life experiences, you're going, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Where would I be if I would have experienced that same thing, you know? So it's just how I think.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this new format. You do. You
0: keep saying that. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> I'm like, how, does that mean how we can,
0: just go off into wherever? I think wherever beforehand we want. I'm going to
2: say You know how, you know, you ever have a bet with someone or be like, "Can you get this word in this oh, conversation" yeah, yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. I'll be like, "What topic can we get this <laughs> conversation to that has nothing to do with the topic?" And then I'll Maybe we can put it in the show notes. That'll be your hidden
1: agenda. That's the Easter
2: egg. Yeah, that's the Easter egg. Did we get to the point that I was secretly trying (laughs) to lead us to?
0: That would be fun. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we should have a bell. That if we hit it, you ring the bell. Yeah, I like this. So
2: today's was: Are there evil people? (laughs) Can you love all of humanity and still believe that there are evil people?
0: It's like a its own form of drinking game. Every time she says humanity, (laughs) we take take a shot of water.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know how they have clickbait. Uh huh.
0: Clickbait. What's that?
1: All right. He's being sarcastic. I know.
0: Okay. Just and checking. so
1: that's just what you're trying to do to me right now. And I have revelation of it, so I'm not going to fall <laughs> into I'm it. trying to poke <laughs> the bear. Is moment, that what you're saying? At this moment, he'll get me the next time. But <laughs> Well,
0: I'm grateful because we had two topics on the notes for today and we only hit one of them. So that means we have a future We have another topic. podcast. Yeah.
2: <laughs> We're on for one
0: more week, guys. <laughs> I have. I have other topics. Don't you worry. (laughs) This well will not run dry.
2: I might, but this well might not run dry. Well, is that all we got? Yeah, I would say so. All right. I think we accomplished all that needed to be accomplished.
0: I think so. I'm content with it. Yeah. All right. if you've got, well, topics, if you got topics, right? Yeah, if you've got topics you want to send, we will excuse ours for yours um, if we like them. Not in,
2: <laughs> not in question form, but more like, hey, I'd like yeah. to hear your thoughts on Talk
0: about this. this. Yeah. You can send them to lifeexchangepodcast at gmail.com. That email address is in the show description. And we always appreciate it if you like and subscribe the uh, to the podcast, leave a review for us. And if you feel sorry for my mom, you can send flowers to...
1: Oh, yeah. I love fresh cut flowers. (laughs) Her eyes just got real big. Like, okay.
2: And if you love what I'm doing, you can send uh,
0: Amazon gift cards. I don't know. (laughs) Guitar picks. (laughs) Oh, he's got plenty of those. They're Uh, everywhere.
2: Oh, those Amazon gift cards. My son, he gets those a lot for like gifts. So like when we go to buy something, I got to go through 20 cards. We don't know how much is on it, but we got to put the code in. Okay, that one has $2. Let's get another one out of this thing.
0: I just preload them all into my account. Oh, do you? But then But everybody uses them. that account, yeah. so I don't think he would appreciate. Probably not. So, well, I like gifts of all kinds, so you can send them on over. Just tell me you love me and I'll be okay. Right <laughs> nah, I'm actually not a big words of affirmation no, no. girl, but <laughs> There's
2: this game that I'm playing. It's like kind of a survival game, but there's a lot of farming. Oregon Trail? No, oh. no. There's a lot of... Fa- it's called Medieval Dynasty. Yeah. Oregon Trail was better. <laughs> well, have you ever played Medieval? No, Medi- I just know. Okay, well, all anyway. I was going to say is there's a lot of farming in it. Oh. So I'm learning a whole lot.
0: Come on out to the garden sometime. No. You can practice in real so life. I, IRL. I was just
2: saying I was feeling connected to what you love.
0: Oh, and so it's not the same because it's virtual and no one is eating off of that. But I'm glad you felt. You got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did buy you seeds for Christmas last year. They're still in the closet, and they're they're like the end of the world seeds, so they'll last. For yeah, a there long was a time. point
2: um when I believed no,
0: no, <laughs> I never
2: believed <laughs> the it. end was coming. No, I just said, well, if it is gonna happen, I should have some seeds.
0: <laughs> Won't know what to do with them unless you're in a medieval. Yeah. Jungle, but... Medieval jungle. That's a different video game? Well... <laughs> probably. Yeah. All right. All right. People
2: probably have turned it <laughs> off by <right> now.
0: <laughs> We're done. <laughs> well, we'll talk to you guys next week.
2: Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.